sound great. Yeah. You know, and for me being in, I'm in, I'm in Oconda right now, so I know um, sometimes we get low on vibranium. Yeah. Am I, am, is that any better? Yeah, but I'm trying to get, let me see if my headphones, that's so dark. I gotta, I gotta lean back like this, man. Oh. It's, it's, 1 a.m. in the morning, so I'll, I'm relaxing. Okay, now nah, you're good, bro. You're good, man. We, well, we were talking about everybody. This is Islam from Colombia, an American who um, ditched America, like, what was it, five years ago? And he hasn't... Six years now. Six years, hasn't looked back. And he was talking about how, um, you know... His, his whole plans to get out of the country, how he's tried to bring others. I don't want to throw out the people you said you tried to work with. No. <laughs> I, you know, there's no, no names, but they were close um, friends and family. And, um, you know, Islam, you were saying how you bought some land in Belize and pretty, oh, yeah, pretty much everybody was scared. Oh, man, they were really scared, man. They were like, no, you know. You know, we're going to stay here. And, you know, and I was just like, you know, it's a good opportunity, good investment opportunity. You know, it's a, you got to have, you know, different ways of making money, you know, especially in the economy. You know, I have I bought the land, put the money down. Hey, guys, make a resort, you know, just right there on the Belize River, you know. And, um, you know, I mean, the good thing about buying property overseas is like, it's not, it's kind of a little complicated, but, you know, it's not that, you know, that a normal person can't do it. Um, but and it's cheaper, too, man. You can talk about currency and all that stuff. Can you? But, but yeah, we're going to do a resort, resort or a hostel or, you know, something right down the river. What's up? You said cheaper. Just because you brought up money, can you talk about just the range it was in? Because somebody will say. Oh. Yeah, some people oh. will say, I don't have. I don't have, you know, a hundred thousand dollars, so that's not cheap to me. So no, it was like, no, I think well, the way it worked is like you you pay you pay to the developer, so like you pay like two lots, you know, forty thousand, but you pay. I mean, once you pay, I think we put like ten thousand dollars down, and then you put you pay, you know, I think it's like maybe two hundred and thirty dollars a month. Okay, so so let's break that down for those. There's some, you know, a, a lot of um, people, and I'll say this especially true for uh, black folks in America, will say you, you know, you say forty thousand, they even jump, right? But you say you put ten thousand down, and then you pay two thirty-seven. So it sounds like you bought a Lexus in America. You know, it's easy for somebody to buy a Lexus doing that. That makes sense to them. But you start talking about land and development, and oh, that's a lot of money. Like, get out of here, man. Your Lexus, your your Maserati, the old one, costs more than that. So you know, if, if you add up how many times you take your girl out. You know, on Fridays, you know, that, that could add up to, you know, how many times you go to the club, you know? Yeah. I mean, that, 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 you know, the little things that we spend, you know, money on that we just redirect some of that cash, you know, you'd be surprised how far that can take us, you know? 
Okay, and, and I just want to give a warning. Everybody who does not like real talk, just tune out right now. Because something about, like, I, I really like Islam, how he's left America and hasn't ran back. I mean, he could always come back home. He He's former military, so he's welcome to come home anytime. He chooses not to be for the opportunities he gets. But it's something about his story that brings out, I think, sometimes the best in me because it's the adventurer, but no excuses. And Islam knows I don't have any excuses, but $40,000 for you to get two lots. And how, how, okay. And those lots, are they the same type of like lots in America where you're like, I can build a house on it or? Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. You build a house. I mean, at that time you could build a house and right by the Belize River, man, right by the Belize River. And then you're right on the river, you know, and that's, I mean, you can get those kind of deals all through Central and South America, depending on where you go. I mean, that's not, you know, that's not hard to find, man. You know, right by the water or in the mountains or, I mean, like, I mean, what's the houses across the street from where I live at? The houses across the street from where I live at, I mean, you can rent a two-bedroom, no, three-bedroom, two-bath house with a garage and a courtyard in it, like, five fifty a month, man. And in a fireplace downstairs, you know, modern kitchen, modern everything, you know, and, and that's considered like upper class. You know, they're right down the street. There's like, there's mansions, and like, you're gonna pay for that. You know, you're gonna pay for that. You're gonna pay. You're gonna pay some cat. You know, maybe four or five hundred thousand dollars, six hundred thousand each over there. Um, you know, and they even have some million dollar. But you, a million dollar home here and a million dollar home in the United States is a million dollar home here. You're gonna get. You're gonna get more. You're gonna get more value. Hands up. What do you What do you think scared people that you knew away from that deal? And what scares Americans even sometimes to even pick up a passport? Because we know seventy percent of Americans don't even have that. But what do you think scares people away to even just try? To be honest, I think you know comfortability. You know they're comfortable, and I think the unknown. I think I think those two things are uh, you know, and they think that you know, you know that's the only where the only, only place they can get a a burger at, you know, or a uh, drive a nice car at, or have a nice house. I mean, you have to understand that what happens in the U.S. is everything is so much more so much marketed to us. You know, every, the lifestyle is marketed marketed to us 24 hours a day. It's in, and it's in our culture, it's in the movies, it's in the it's everywhere. So people fall into that and not realize that, hold on for a second, like, like how are other people living around the world, you know? I mean, are they living in tents and, you know, I mean, how, how are they living, you know? And that, 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 they never quite look at, and look to discover how other people live. And they just, they just get caught up into this, this, uh, this attitude about how things, how things, how things are in our country. I mean, there's some good things. There's some good things about the U.S. Um, I mean, there's some pros and cons, man. You know, you just have to you have to choose what is you know you know where you can feel comfortable at. Like for me, like you know, I don't really have a, a problem, man. You know, like I can leave wherever time I wherever I want to leave. I can come back. I mean, I can you know like you can it's it's free, man. Like I mean, there's no. I mean, there's nobody, you know, saying you have to be somewhere, you know, anymore. I mean, that, that happened a long, long time ago. You don't have to 
will stay in a, in a particular uh, a particular space anymore, a particular state anymore. You can, I mean, you know, I mean, you're free. <laughs> so yeah. act like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and you're free like you did to learn a whole new language and yeah. and, and and a different um a different culture. Can you talk about the the freedom of? I know when I leave the States, there's something that comes off of me that there are certain worries I don't have I don't have to worry about. Maybe the same threats could be around, but can you talk about if there's any like feeling that you get that if you were to come back to Atlanta or Georgia or wherever, you know, what's is there any pressure that comes off of you when you are in Colombia or Belize or anywhere else? Well, I mean, the last, the last time I was in the U.S. was last year. I had to, I had to go to the VA hospital, you know. Um, and I remember, you know, for example, in the U.S., you know, everything is kind of, it was different, man. People seemed a little bit more, um, things seemed colder in the U.S., man. If that, I mean, but I was in Miami, too, so, you know, that's a big city. But the thing is, it's like, it just, it feels like things are, you know, more complicated there in the U.S. than it used to be. Okay, wait, wait. You said complicated. And is it business and personal? Because business-wise, um, people always say, okay, America, America. But no, you're... You... No, just, it, just, it just feels like people are more... More, they're very, they're very short with each other. They're more short with each other. Like for example, you gotta realize when I walk, when I walk down the street, man, and everybody says good morning, how are you? Even in the elevator, man. You know, I mean, you know, people talk to each other in the elevator here. Mm-hmm. So you gotta understand that. You know, I got used to that. So to me, it feels more, a little bit more colder in the U.S. as far as people's attitudes towards, towards each other. Than it does, for example, you know where I am. People seem more more friendly. More friendly, and you're from the South, which, like me being from the West Coast, I definitely know the South. I I love it because people at least will say hi to you, and you know actually want to engage. But you being from the South, you even say the people are even more friendlier there, which. You know, some people would say, hey, that's too friendly. That's how cold some Americans could could be. Like, you know, you're talking in the elevator, especially in the Me Too movement, but they're more personable where if you needed help, you feel probably you could get help easier. Is that correct? Yeah, man. Bro, like when 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 I first came here, I came here to be an entrepreneur. I came here to work, you know, and be full time in what I'm building. Right, so like you know, people help me, man. I mean, like, there's no, I'm not. That's not a, that's that's not a secret, man. Like people that you know, I didn't even know, man. My neighbors, man, they you know, they helped, you know, and that's that's something that that it's, I mean, it's it's extraordinary, man. You know, I'll I'll give, I'll give them that. Maybe Colombians, for all, are pretty warm-hearted people, you know, and um, you know, they 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 seem to you know generally. Want to want to help me, uh, especially if you're a foreigner. So, you know, there. I mean, like I remember, I had uh, I had Dingy, I had Dingy, uh, which is like the sister. If I remember right, it's the sister of malaria. And I remember my neighbor who was Venezuelan. Uh, man, she took care of me. Man, she's an older lady. She took care of me. 
you know, I couldn't even go to the store and get any food because I was so, I mean, like, you get this, you get this thing called dinghy, it's very hard to move, man. I don't know if you know what that is. Right? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, man, I just took my last typhoid and malaria, um, pills because i ain't trying to catch nothing i don't know what it feels like but i'm familiar but i take everything because i'm not i'm trying to be up and about you know uh well, i'll say i'll say it like this it's almost like uh a japanese sumo wrestler sitting on your uh is, is sitting on you man i mean and you feel like you're so weak man you feel very weak and you feel very um yeah very tired and your head is killing you and I mean, it's, 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 it's hard. I mean, it's all that from a little mosquito. And this, uh, my neighbors all around took, took care of me, cooked for me and everything, man. And for I, how long? Oh, man, I, I had that for like a week, man. I had it for a week. Okay, so for those who maybe have never traveled, his story is not a uncommon story. It's the same thing if your car was to be broken down, stuck in the mud people gather around to help. And we're not saying that does never happen in America, but you can get shot in New York or Alabama. And it's been shown on YouTube. Sometimes, especially in New York, people will just, they'll walk by, you know, you get beat up. So I, th that's beautiful to hear. And that's why a brother moves to Columbia and, and blends in. How long did it take you though, to learn the language there? Oh man, the first things that came was, you know, the food and the bathroom, man. you know, the <laughs> basics. Yeah. Right? I had to get the basics there. And then what happened was, you know, as you know, I, I used to talk to a lot of girls, you know, on, um, you know, getting to know them, you know, dating, different dating a lot and talking on WhatsApp, man. Everything went through, you know, writing on WhatsApp, right, right, right. So actually, I got, I got really good at writing. I got really good at writing Spanish. And then, you know, I used to wake up in the morning and my neighbors would be talking really loud. So I used to lay in bed and I used to listen to them. And then, and then, you know, I started getting good at understanding what they were saying. So understanding came first. Uh, writing came first, understanding came second, and then third came speaking. Um, and now I'm actually, you know, I'm almost, I guess, 70% fluent. You know, it took it took to answer your question. It took it took a few years, man. It took it for me to get to this. I mean, I didn't study, man. I didn't go to school and study Spanish. I learned from talking and practicing and every every day learning new words. It took me about two years, man. You know, two to three years to start really um, knowing Spanish and being able to communicate, really communicate with people. Okay, but but you got it, and I've heard him speak to the people and read. He showed me a book. I said, "Let me get a copy of that," and he said, "Oh, this is in Spanish." I said, "Tu sabes, hey, entiendes, hey, you know." But you know, yeah, that that's that's a beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing, and you know, you talk about dating and how friendly the people were. Um, do you find that you get a um different caliber of woman to date you there and that's not just like a beauty question because beautiful women doesn't necessarily mean um you know beauty on the outside beauty on the inside uh but do you find that even i'm 
you know, intellectuals, that someone who could be, you know, a, a lawyer or be rich out there by birth, do you find that those women are more inclined to talk to you versus being in America where it, things are so cliquish sometimes in yeah, circles? Classism. Yeah, yeah, classism. Now I'm old and married and I don't, I don't have those issues. So I can only ask someone like you, like, do you uh, find that? I've been married for, for so long. You know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. It, plus, my life is kind of privileged, so I, it would be very biased to be like, oh, you know, I can't speak on those things because I've been out the game too long. But as a single man who has your stuff together, what's your opinion on that? No, it's it's easier. You know, it's easier to pro- approach a girl. You know, she's walking to work. It's, it's easy. I, I've done it many times before. I bet you um, have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you know, but, but it depends, you know, it depends on, I mean, every culture has this, I mean, in Colombia, you know, you got to realize that everything is sectioned off. I mean, like it's, it's different cultures within the country, so mm-hmm. that means different rules when you're, when you're dating with someone or trying to know them, you know, like for example, in Barranquilla, it's not so easy to approach somebody on the street. You have to have it's more of a relationship thing. Like, you know, you have this man to present you. It's more formal. Here in Antioquia, I mean, you know, girls are more open. It's easier to approach a girl off the street and, 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 and that she's going to work or, you know, she's in the supermarket. It's, it's much more easier. Man. And, um, you know, I mean, sometimes, you know, I mean, there are people just like people in the United States, but I think, I think the women here are more, they're more, they're more, yeah, what's the word? I'm struggling to find the word. I guess feminine is the word. Is it would, would well, be a good word? What do you mean? Ladylike. Okay. More, I mean, is that, is that, is that more, more traditional in some, in some fashion? Not all. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you're going to mess up on your words. Um, for somebody out there, they're going to say, you know, whatever you say, it's going to be wrong. And, you know, they're going to say, I'm traditional. I'm this, I'm that. So, the, 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 the you know, we'll, we'll, we'll break it down to you're so used to speaking Spanish nowadays that, you know, it, it, it is what it is, you know, you know, but if you feel that the women are more feminine where here, I mean, I know you said last year you came to America, but it seems like now men, you see how they're trying to do Morgan Freeman. Um, and you know, there's nothing you really can say, <laughs> you know, again, I don't have, I don't have those issues cause I don't have anything to say unless you have some pay. So, you know, and I'm joking. No, no, I mean, like for example, the women are very, you know, they're very ladylike, mm-hmm. they, like compliments, they like compliments. The thing, the thing is, is that, I mean, it's just the culture, man, it's the Spanish culture. But the thing is, is that I do notice like, you know, they don't go out most of them without makeup on or without, you know, dr- you know, they have to dress a certain way. Um, you know, I mean, that's just like, I mean, on a Friday night, man, it's almost like going to like the Academy Awards, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's crazy, man. But they, they, they somehow, you know, afford to look really nice, you know, and, uh, you know, that's down to usually in Poblado and Medellin. Um, and, um, I mean, like all over the country, you know, they, they have to put makeup on, even if it's 
it's going to a family outing. Well, Hispanic culture, you know, beauty is, uh, and beauty in every culture can be different, but beauty is, I mean, you watch, you know, Univision, you know, Sabado Gigante, and you can see, you know, somebody in high heels doing the news, and you're like, come on, it's, it's a little much. And I know a lot of women, um, you know, get upset about that, like, why are they doing all that? But the culture is what what the culture is. But I tell people, you know, the, the, the scriptures talk about how beauty fades on everyone. So find somebody who can, you know, if you get hurt or get sick like you you, you had, who can who wants to take care of you. Um, so, you know, that that that's what is beauty. Beauty. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. They say that, that sounds better in Spanish and in French, though. Um, that's for all the guys who really want to learn something, learn some game. You find, you know, beauty. I, I can't think of it how it's said in Spanish, but it's it's so much more just romantic. Um, but but you find the the women to be more approachable. You find the business opportunities. Are there more for you out there, especially now that you're bilingual, than there were oh, when you were yeah. in the states? Oh much more easier to, to communicate with people and I think that they they respect and they, they, they honor me a little bit more because I, I speak Spanish and I and I understand the culture more than what I did before. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a lot I me mean, Colombia let me put it like this Colombian culture, a lot of people don't know this. But for example on the coast, a lot of the people uh, I mean it's mixed, but a lot like these people uh, came from um, Lebanon, Lebanese. Okay, mm-hmm. like for example, Shakira. Like uh, I, I heard her parents are you know, Lebanese. This is what I hear. But this is this is a this is the thing. You know, the Lebanese and they, they mix with the Indians. They mix with the blacks from West Africa. So it's a lot of mixture. But you know, when we think of as, for example, Spanish Colombian, you know, what a, a regular person would think. You know, it's not, it's not necessarily what it is. You know, I mean, for example, they have a mosque. They have a mosque in um, in uh, where is that? Uh, on the coast. On the coast, they have a mosque on the coast, man, in Colombia. I would have never imagined a thousand years. Somebody, if I was sitting in the United States and somebody told me that, I was like, no, it's impossible. No, no, it's not possible. <laughs> but here, Antinopia, there's a, there's a. Uh, the ancestors are, are, are Jewish, Jewish uh, 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 um, uh, ancestry, which is very interesting, you know. You know, and here in Ethiopia, so I mean, it's uh, it's 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 amazing, man. You know, and then you have a big African population in Choco and in Barranquilla, in Cartagena. You know, I mean, it's it's. You know, it's it's very diverse, man. It's not necessarily when you think of Colombia, it's not what you would normally think of a Latin American country being. I mean, from somebody sitting in America, I mean, it's not like you can open a a, a book and they're gonna, you know, in college and they're gonna tell you all that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that the business opportunities have opened up because I think a lot of times in the states entrepreneurs want to start something and it's always a money thing. And for me, you know, I'm, I'm no excuses. I don't, I, there are no excuses. There's money out there. There's venture capital, there's angel investors, but it's, what are you willing to do for it? And we've been able to tell, you know, different people, nah, not, not ready. We're not ready. 
We don't want to settle for that because sure, there's there's money out there, but is it good money that why did you start doing your business? You know what I mean? Like someone could give you a billion dollars today. And if all this thing was about money for you, that's great. But for our projects, this thing is bigger than it's it's legacy. It's when you're done that your project lives on with you and the next generation can pick it up. And that's big to us over here at Coleman PR and all the other ventures that we, you know, find ourselves to get into. But do you find in Colombia that capital holds people back? Because you have your own business. And I want to tell people about Mango Bahia because it's a great, I think your company, and I do vegan reviews sometimes. There's uh, not a vegan burger that I can buy in the store that I like yet. <laughs> yet. I haven't had yours yet. And I would give you an honest review. But I did one today on like the the veggie boca um chiclets a lot of times the vegan meat is rubbery you know i I, and i test it i air fry it i oven it Uh, i stove it and i microwave all those things to see the different texture i do everything sometimes i deep fry but i hate deep fry but the fact that you're in that space right now and i know people probably think you're crazy especially your friends and family who know you and say why doesn't he just give up on this thing Nobody's yeah. eating vegan burgers, but the day that you hit, they're all going to have to eat their words and eat your burger. And it's going to be like, okay, you're the man. And that's just human nature. And you, and, what, what, yeah. But you know, you know, you know, what you, you know, what you just, what you just said about, uh, you know, the Coleman PR. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that reminds me of what one of my favorite quotes was from Damon Dash, man. Uh-huh. You know, when they when Damon Dash was on the radio show, man, he killed he killed it, man. When he said when he said I don't work for my first name, I work for my last name. <laughs> like that should be a national anthem of, of black people, man. That Real talk. Be a national anthem, man. You know, like that that was like you know that one sentence, man. I mean, you should get Black Man a Year, man. You know what he. <laughs> I, I love Dame. I'm biased to. I'm very biased towards Damon Dash. He just did something um, with a class that I'm a part of um, at Grambling State University um, because one of the students is um, his cousin. So he did this thing, and you know it was beautiful. But everything Dame says to me, it makes sense. And, you know, until he starts talking about, you know, abuse and drugs, I understand people have demons and they're trying to get away. Right. But I I love what Dame says. At the end of the day, his drug of choice, you know, it's cannabis. He has, you know, different elements, whatnot he's talked about. But I, I love what Dame talks about on a business level. So, yeah, for your last name, I think a lot of people, black people, though, they don't respect their last name, maybe because they didn't have a daddy, maybe because of the history with slavery and they haven't done enough research to see where their true roots are, because what is in a name? You know what I mean? Like they could call you Kunta Kente or Toby, but you are who you are. But a lot of us don't have enough on our last name because it's like, ah, forget my daddy. He wasn't there. Even if you had a stepdaddy or you have the same last name as your mother, 
somebody worked for that name and we don't honor that enough. I well, think. I think well, I think I, I think what he was talking about is like I'm saying he's working for the next generation and the generation after that and the generation after that. I mean, it takes it takes some time to build real wealth, man. I, I think I think somewhere around thirty some years. I read an article one time. It takes time, man, to build to build things, man. And it just it just makes sense from a logical point of view that you know that we practice. I think they call it um, what is it? A session? Is that what it is? Uh, is that the word? Um, that we practice that. I, I forget what the word is. It's one a.m. in the morning. Yeah, so you say it in you say it in Spanish probably better than English. But no, he was talking about the future for sure. But the future has yeah. to start with you having pride in your name right now and yeah. what your name is. Like yeah. when like when you see brothers go to Islam, um, especially you know here in the states when they go to the nation, even if you give them an X, that's a high title. You just can't yeah. get X. You got to start off, you know, Maha everybody's Muhammad, right? Or, yeah. or, or, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> or it seems. But even Muhammad has an honor to it more than to some people who would just be Williams or James because all yeah. they've been taught is I was a slave from that name. But they don't yeah. know anything beyond that. You know, yeah. you don't know. Okay, I'm from, I'm from West Africa, but what happened in West Africa that's so significant? But someone could find out, you know, they were Mansa Musa's cousin or, or, you know, descendant. And it's like, wait, he did that? Now a lot more is in a name. And that's why Africans have the pride they have. And you know who's the most arrogant people, I think? If you've ever met these people, you may agree. No, they may be number two or three, but I think okay. Trinidadians with that small little island, you can meet a Trini from anywhere and they'll let you know, I'm a Trini from the taxi cab. I got a taxi cab. My brother actually invented taxi cabs. You're like, come on, man. Your brother invented taxi cabs. Like Trinis are arrogant, but you got to respect it because they respect their culture and, and then Ethiopians and, and whatnot. But, you know, why not? Ethiopia does a great job on PR of their culture, of their history. Yeah. You know, so uh, you, you got to respect it. You know, uh, I, I, I love it. Anybody who controls their narrative nowadays, to me, they're winning. Even if you're a bum, control your narrative because done are the days of black people in America. I'm just a poor black person. I never had a chance. And, oh, you know, I didn't have a dad, didn't have a mom. I used to mentor yeah. kids in orphanages. They didn't have none of that. And some of them still we could get into school. So it's about what you want to be. So what? You didn't have any of that. Write a book about it. Make a million dollars while you're young and keep pushing. Well, you know, you know, you know here, here's the thing. We talked about it a little bit earlier is that. You know, you got to kind of this feedback on the line, man. I hear myself talking. OK, hold on. Let me see. Let me see if I I didn't move anything. But how was that? Okay. I still hear myself. OK, let me see. Let me I, I'm trying to adjust anything. OK, is that better? A little bit. OK, I apologize. I know that's annoying, but I yeah, I, don't, I didn't touch anything. <laughs> No, no, it's okay. No, I was just saying that, you know, sometimes, you know, 
you know, it sounds crazy, and I mean, your family, your friends are going to think you're a nut, but, um, you know, if you can, you know, on top of that, man, you know, if you could, you know, sometimes leaving your home country allows you to think a little more clear. I mean, there might be a dynamic, man, you know, sometimes when people leave their home countries, they actually do better in foreign lands than they do in their own homeland. Um, for mer various reasons, man. Um, but the thing is, is like, you're gonna know if you're if you're really cut out to be an entrepreneur. Because, for example, if you if you go to an, a foreign country, I mean, some foreign countries there is no you're all on your own, man. If you if you don't kill it, you don't <laughs> you don't <laughs> you don't eat, man. So so you'll know if if you have it to be an entrepreneur when there is no there's no safety nets for you, you know, and you're all on your own. You know, you'll figure it out. You know, and if you're not made for it, you'll 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 figure out what your blood type is really fast. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's a good test to figure out whether or not you're ready or not. You know, because it's going to get real complicated and real hairy, and you just gotta if you want it bad enough, you'll you'll figure it out, man. You'll you'll figure it out. Um, but you gotta keep you gotta keep pushing. You know, and the thing is, is like going overseas is not as scary as people, you know, people think it is. Um, you know, it's just if you want it bad enough. I mean, the thing is, is like you got to look at the economics, got to look at the economics. You got to look at what you're spending for in the United States and, you know, what that's costing you and where that money, if you live somewhere else, if you could reduce your 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 uh, your living cost. You know what that what you can reinvest into your dream um so that that's really important and another thing is i mean you know to all everybody's listening they're you know they're they're, they're young you know they're not even 18 yet and you know start a business you know you're you're in your parents house start a business you don't want to wait until your 20s and your your 30s and you know people tell you oh you might not know you don't know this you don't know that you know i mean <clears throat> that's the excuse but you start when you're young. The younger you are, the better off it is because you don't have as much of a burden of how you're gonna how you're gonna pay for your living, you know. So the younger you, the younger is always the better when you're trying to start a business or or do something, you know. I mean, college is always gonna be there, you know. I tell everybody that, you know, college is always gonna be there, but those opportunities in the market won't always be there. Well, so, you said a bad word. You said college. Um, and I say that's a bad word because most people don't go to college for the right reasons. No, they don't. You know, and 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 you also said something about you know leaving home. Uh, I tell people uh, it's Mark six four. You know, a prophet is without honor in his hometown. You ain't get no love. Let me ebonics that up. You ain't get no love at home, <laughs> right? You ain't yeah. you ain't you ain't getting that respect that you know. Like Nipsey Hussle said that you were great. You know, you just didn't have a platform. You got to leave home to get that. Everybody who stays yeah. home, you ain't getting that. Um, so, but college is a bad word because many people, and I'm guilty of this, right? It just happened to work out. But many people went to school for the wrong reasons. You went to school for something you could have learned on lynda.com. You went to school for something. If you read enough books, you would have, you would have learned. I was teaching at a certain level in college, probably all through 
college because there were certain things I was reading that I was interested in that I could master. But if you're going to go to college now, and if any parents are listening, tell your kids, go to college for something you can't learn at home that no one else yeah. can teach you. You know, that's a good, that's yeah. a good point. But no, I mean, the, th the thing is, is that, I mean, when you're, when you're young, you know, you're, the point I'm trying to make is, you know, 16, 15, 16, 17 years old. I mean, build a start, startup, man, build a startup, you know, do something creative, you know, build a company. If, if you have the entrepreneurial spark, don't, don't feel as though you have to go to college to learn how to be an entrepreneur, because a lot of that is just experience. And a lot of that is just, you know, being very creative and also putting good people around you. That, that's a, that's a big part of it. But what I was saying, my point is, is that you, you, your parents are paying the rent, paying the mortgage. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you, you know, you take advantage of that. And so they said, you got to go, you know, somewhere around 18 or 19 years old, you know, it's time to go out into the world and spread your, your wings, but there's nothing wrong with building something, you know, and if you fail, Hey, you know, you got a lot of good experience, you know, but, you know, for me in college, man, oh, man, I, I had almost every major. <laughs> I was looking for something that I really liked, you know. But, you know, entrepreneurship, I ended up on entrepreneurship because I found that in entrepreneurship, you know, I have to know a little bit about everything, you know, which, you know, you can't get bored. You can't get bored that way. I was very bored, man, you know, when I used to study uh, legal, uh, legal studies, very bored, man. I used to sleep in the law library man, many nights. Thanks. <laughs> so, so you pick, you were picking college, like uh -huh. people pick women or, or spouses, let's just say, so the uh -huh. ladies have something, oh, it looks good. It sounds good. But once you start getting into it, you're like, hold on, this is boring. It doesn't agree with my spirit. I'd rather sit on the <laughs> rooftop than be in this classroom. And and, uh -huh. and and whatnot, you know, I, I can do busy work all day, but it prepares you to do busy work at a job and not solve problems. And that's why as an once you have to always give this warning. Once you become an entrepreneur, you almost okay, become right. unhirable to corporate right. because your thought process is how do I fix this and make it cheaper and quicker while they're used to the status quo because they've been doing it for 50 years that way. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, there is, I mean, there is like a dynamic when, when you're an entrepreneur, especially when you start hiring team members. The thing is, is like if you have someone who has, you know, some experience, you know, business experience, the training, the profession, you know, there might be sometimes a, a little bit of a clash, you know, but you got to understand that that entrepreneurs are very creative, you know, they're very creative and they're driven by, you know, creating something the customer will love and they're driven by, you know, getting to the next plateau, plateau. So, you know, a person who has maybe an MBA may not, you know, necessarily, you know, see the same thing you see, but you got to keep in mind that entrepreneurs and MBAs, they actually need each other, man. They actually complement each other. They, um, you know, so, you know, one hand, one because there's some things that there's some things that MBAs know that entrepreneurs don't know, and there's some things entrepreneurs know that MBAs have no clue. So, I mean, they, they complement each other. I mean, it's it's a lot of things that you you you, you learn. I mean, I think the biggest thing is to uh, you know get a great uh, get a great team and get some great people beside you that can help you build out 
what you're doing. And when you say um, a team, when you say a team, you got to put this out there because we're both consultants. You got to pay your team. Don't right. don't come for just let me get help or what I call don't call to pick my brain whatnot. You want to pick my brain? Islam will tell you. Call me on Facebook. Let's put this on Anchor FM for the people whatnot because I don't we don't all have forever. None of us have forever. But when you're coming and you really want the thoughts, like I like when people say, "Hey, you're really smart." Yeah, I knew that. I've known that forever, but I don't see that. I don't see myself as being, you know, Socrates. Maybe I'm black Socrates. I don't I don't know. But I, I but if we're going to focus on business, let it be business because we want to help everyone. But you don't have that much time in a day. And as entrepreneurs, sometimes all we can do is talk at, you know, it's 1 a.m. for you. I have no clue. What is it? It's almost midnight here. Um, two a.m. Here, it's two a.m. This is Central Time. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't even, I don't carry a watch, like unless I have to be somewhere and it's in my phone, and I'm, I have shared calendars with so many people. I, I don't, you know, when you call me, it's like, hey, if I'm free, I talk. You know, I do take care of the kids, but that's the life that I chose while my wife is pursuing her last couple years of training and that's real stressful i can't wait to i i don't know if i told you i'm going to ethiopia in august um yeah cameroon i'm going in the summer and then in august for a week i'm gonna go to ethiopia unless we can extend it and i can't wait to get out there i got my (laughs) you know i'm practicing every day um you know my my aramaic and 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 trying to get it because they're gonna think You've been you've been to I know Djibouti. Have you been to Ethiopia? Yeah. Yeah. No, Djibouti. Well, no, I've been close there, but I haven't been. No, I haven't been to Ethiopia yet. Okay. But, uh, they do. They, when I yeah, I, I remember when I walked into a Seven Eleven, man, and girls started speaking Ethiopian to me. You know, and, and I said, "Oh, I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were from my country. <laughs> You got, I mean, you know this, because I asked you when, when I said, are you sure you're not Ethiopian or Somali or anything? But but it, when you're in Colombia, you could be you, there. Like You got one of those looks where, you know, you could fit in wherever you need to fit in. Hey, I'm trying, I'm trying to tell you, yeah, like, you know, let me put it like this. Like, you see guys from France and the United States, and, and I'm sitting there, man, you know, I got a, a watch full of cash, man. And you got people from uh, like Cartagena, Santa Marta, Cartagena, you know, trying to sell these people, you know, stuff while we're sitting in the restaurant, right? Uh-huh. And I'm sitting right next because they're Americans. They think that you know they got money in <laughs> France and Europe. Yeah. Right? So I'm sitting right there with a lot of cash, man. This guy has no clue. He just passed. I mean, I'm eating my food in peace, man. You know. And then I get up at the end and I say, "Hey, man!" I start speaking English, right? Yeah. You know. God, you should see this. You should see the guy's, uh, the salesperson's uh, face, man. He's almost <laughs> shocked. And then he looks at me and says, Wait, he says, where are you from? I said, I'm from, I'm from the Stocks and Eatles. I'm from America. He says, oh, okay. Okay, okay. All right, well, uh, he doesn't know what to say, man. Because he thought he thought all along that I was from Columbia. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. And when all, my, all my friends from, you know, other parts of the world, they, they, uh, they said, man, you know, I wish, man, you have it easy, man. You know, I... 
Like these ca- these guys run up on me all the time, but they, you know, from afar, you look like a Colombian until you start speaking English, man. You know, that's what they tell me. Well, well, and that's a great thing. I mean, the CIA, I'm sure, you know, they come knock on your door, former military, if you can pass the psych. Um, I wish I could. I wish I could pretend I could, but done too much. But where do your have you done your roots? Like, do you know where the roots your roots go to? Well, yeah, I mean, we, we're mixed, man. Like, we're mixed. Like, there's some people from the islands on mm-hmm. my mother's side, mm-hmm. like Barbados. Um, yeah, Barbados is a big one. There's a lot of Indian. There's definitely black. There's some Irish. I even heard there's some Italian, but. Yeah, man. I mean, we're mixed, and that's what they are here. They're mixed. Yeah. You You haven't done a DNA? I did a DNA on my father's side one time, a long time ago, and I think it was East, Northeast Africa on my father's side. Okay. You know, I haven't done my mother's side, which was, was very interesting, but, like, I have pictures, man, like, you know, as people have, you know, like, you know, high cheekbones. I mean, they're they're Indian people, but they're Indian Native Indians. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the Native Indians. You know, they're. I mean, there was you know a lot of black Native Indians, man. You yeah, know, high yeah. cheekbones, long jet black hair. You know, I mean, it's it's. You know, I mean, there's. I mean, I'm mixed, man. There's there's, there's white people in, in my family on my on my mother's side. I mean, I'm I'm a mixed mixed guy. That's what makes me fit into Colombia so well. You know. And that's what essentially they are here, man. They're mixed. The only thing is they speak Spanish. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now you got to do that. You got to, I, I, I'd be uh, interested because you can do, you must have did like African ancestry if you were talking about your mother's side or your father's yeah, side. I did my father's side for that. They said Northeast Africa, which makes sense because, you know, the Ethiopian and the Northern part, it makes sense. No disrespect to African ancestry at all. They they denied um, coming on one of my client shows. Just full disclosure, um, their PR person for and I talked to the owner and they pushed me to the PR person. But I'm you know I'm gonna say it. What do I got to lose? They already denied me, so I don't care, right? But I can find the same thing that they find um, through uh, Jed Match you know, using the ancestry and I can find the different tribes and, 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 and Jed match is free. And I, you know, you, you choose to pay the little $10 extra as a donation, but I, I have the tribes that I'm from. They actually gave me more than people who have paid, you know, to say, Oh, you're only from this one tribe. Cause we're all kind of mixed, right? That's right. From, if you're in America and you were born here, um, you, 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 you probably have some mixed blood unless your parents are, you know, they know exactly, but they still could be mixed. You don't know. That's right. The world is a mixture. People are getting it in left and right. You know, it, it ain't, I mean, this Morgan Freeman and all this other stuff, this ain't nothing new. Old men have been old men for a long time. <laughs> and I'm always blame the men. Cause I just understand, you know, we, we've been creeping in and out of windows and bushes and trees and, <laughs> <laughs> and some of that has been with approval and without approval. I mean, if we're honest, you know what I mean. Yeah. So no, we're so no. You should you should do the whole the pay the little ninety nine dollars for ancestry and then do the Jed match and and because they match up and and just see. 
because I could I could imagine growing up people telling you you're not black, you're this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard I've heard that before, man. I've heard that. It, it, it's it's kind of you know I get that, and I also get you know because I speak you know I guess you know proper or whatever. I don't know, man. You know that which is a, kind of offensive in, if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. I mean, because you think about it, like, what is a black person supposed to sound like, man? Yeah. You know, like, what is he supposed to sound like? What's a black person sound like? You know? But so, they only mean that about black Americans unless you, you know, they expect you to have an African accent because they're brought up in, you know, most uh, a different system, you know, European type system, whether it be French, Britain or whatnot. But what are we supposed to sound like? But I think we, I'm going to put it back on us. We do that to us more than the outside you know what i mean that's right i don't give white folks that much intelligence (laughs) to oh you know you guys sound proper they don't say that to us we say that to us yeah that's that's true we black black we we we, black people do say say that to each other as far as you know i've heard that mostly from you know from from black people oh yeah you don't look you don't look black you know what it was a black person look like i mean what what i mean like i don't I mean, for a person who's been around, I've been about 13 countries, man. And I mean, like, you know, there are a lot of similarities. I mean, there's more similarities between people than we realize, man. People are people. People are people. And black people are really black people. Because you could go anywhere in the world and you're like, y'all do this too? Whether it's, you know, I believe in stereotypes a lot of times whether it's coming up on time to an event, we're just, <laughs> you know, late, man. Late, late. L- late, how we view relationships or in, in, or in, and even speech. Cause there's sometimes like, you know, other cultures could take something as being aggressive to many black folk around the world is that's just how we, we talk. And, and it's not just us because even the Chinese, they can come off aggressive sometimes but you don't speak mandarin or cantonese so you wouldn't know but if you got to know people and travel you would be like dang they just as crazy as us these must be the black people of asia (laughs) yeah i mean you know i mean it's you know but i tell you i I do i do i do respect and i do like the way that they do business man i think i think they i think that's their blood type man i think i think they do business very well i've watched i've watched series of documentaries in China and I, I respect and you know, I honor the way they do business, man. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's awesome, man. I mean, over in China, man, I watched one documentary. They actually have so much money running through that country that I think it's in Shenzhen or, uh, I mean, they actually have VC investors actually looking for opportunities with startups, man. I mean, I think there's like, it's like I don't know, I don't, I don't know what the number is, but there's hundreds, if not even thousands, of startups that are starting up in China. Every, but I mean, they have a big population too. So, but there's a lot of them that start, you know, and people are looking, they out there looking to put money in these people's hands. That they're making deals with these startups. Like they go, it's not like in the U.S. where you got to go run and look for these people necessarily, or you got to build your company to a certain stage and then they come look for you. It's a little bit. It's a little bit different in China, man. I mean, their 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 economy is is. 
I mean, I don't know, man. I, I it's booming. Is 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 you compare China and America? I mean, like we're kind of in trouble, man. I mean, like let me put it like this: I've seen more Chinese people uh, in Colombia than I've trying to do business than I have Americans. I'll say that because they're so that business. You know, when it's in your blood, they say it's in you, not on you. And even their prisoners are going to Africa creating businesses, you know, and, wow. and you know, because a lot of those people in Africa that who are doing like real manual labor, those are former prisoners. Um, people can Google and, you know, fact check that. And then, you know, after a certain while, China is going to release you from from, you know, whatever you owed or whatnot. But they know they have a population that's out of this world. But you know, they also aren't glued to the internet they, uh, all day watching Real Housewives of Xing Xing, you know, and, 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 and they don't, they, they might pick, pick up a book, you know, I was showing this earlier on and saying people don't, we don't read enough about our culture. We only read what they want us to read, but we don't read about African civilization where I'm not saying they're all scholars because that's a terrible stereotype, but it's a great one to have. But, you know, pick up a book. The rest of the world is still reading right. while we're right. we're sitting and watching real house whores of, you know, whatever, Ken Kentucky. I mean, <laughs> I gotta be nice because Islam. He had he has he has an image to keep up. You know, I got nothing to lose. I'm I'm Donald Trump. I got nothing. You're right, Donald. I got nothing to lose. G give it to me. I'm 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 going for the gusto. Like today is the last day, and so it's um. <laughs> You know, I, all I got is script. All I got is scripture, and it's hard to keep up with that. You know what I mean? I, but, but we don't know what hour is gonna come. So they're they're reading more. The rest of the world is reading more, and they're putting into place, and they don't have some of the barriers that I'll just say for Black folks or even Americans have, because we're so worried about who slept with who in 1920 and who has good hair. While they're ready to sell us something, whatever good hair is, you know, so, you know, we, they, we, we oh, pe people, you know, people talk about like Asians and they're like, oh, they're not, they have no curves or they don't have the blonde hair, this and that, but go to them and see what savings they have and how they still as a family will live in one house and till someone can buy a house cash in California and then buy another one and talk about the curves they don't have. You can buy curves nowadays. This is the twilight zone. But, yeah. you know, can you buy a $2 million house because you came together? And that's where black folk lack um, because we rather go, like you said, $40,000 two lots that's too much but forty thousand dollar lexus <laughs> that makes sense it's just priorities man i mean that's it it's just priorities i mean i mean i would tell any entrepreneur man back to entrepreneurship they go overseas man explore learn you know before before i think it's before uh, steve jobs created apple he went to india and he spent time in india you know, I mean, you get so much more clarity when you're overseas and you're just like, you know, 
you just chill, man. You know, like I wake up to mountains every morning, man. Mountains and I mean, beautiful sunrise, you know, rolling clouds. I mean, all that, you know, I mean, it rains a lot here, you know, so I get that, that, you know, that piece from that. But yeah, you get so much, so much clarity, man, from being overseas and not having to worry about, you know, paying like $200 bills, you know, electricity bills, gas bill, you know, I mean, you know, somebody just put a boot on my car. (laughs) (laughs) Like this, the stuff that we worry about, you know, in the States, man, it's just, it's a lot of stress, man. You know, I mean, I I remember, I remember when I had a Blackberry, man, I thought I was, I thought it was the best thing ever, man. I remember Sprint gave me that, I think my bill was like 250 a month my blackberry cell phone and now i think about if you just add one extra hundred dollars to that that phone bill i had back in the early 2000s that's what i paid for my rent yeah <laughs> I mean, it's just and you don't have a car and i don't have a car i got a bicycle yeah and, 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 and anybody if you were in the states Unless you're in New York or somewhere, they'd laugh at you talking about you got a bicycle and you trying to go out with me. Wait, you got a bicycle and you trying to date? You trying to do some business with who? You know what I mean? It's just it, it's. Hey, Keller, huh. Keller, check this out, man. I, you know, I actually picked up picked up my my girlfriend with my bicycle, man. Wow. I rode up on her with a bicycle, man. <laughs> and, and it wasn't weird. And I got the number. <laughs> I got the number. I got the date. <laughs> With a bicycle, man. <laughs> so, so that, I mean, is it is it clarify? Is it me? If you did that in Georgia, what would happen? Man, if I did that in any state in America, <laughs> think about it. <laughs> Oh man, man! Hey, we we could we 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 used to you know just when we would holler at them just for fun like maybe middle school you could get away with that but anybody to high school even if you weren't able to drive you better find a friend who can drive because you know I don't know when we were all walking that's one thing but as adults. There's women who would laugh at you hard like a bicycle. You ain't got no car. So that's that's amazing. But but you know, it's just it's just, you know, the, the, the lesson, Kellen, is that you know, you got people who are right now who are billionaires that who who wear, you know, what, Adidas or sneakers and a t shirt, man. You know, and I mean, think about that, man. I mean, you got people, man, I know a guy, matter of fact, I know a guy who's uh, a multimillionaire now because his father turned the company over to him. And you look and you look at this guy, you would never think in a thousand years, man, not in a thousand years, this is this guy's network. You would never figure it out, man, if you saw this guy, never. And you're not supposed to because anybody never. who has... Two pennies to really rub together to do what they want would not tell you. It's only the rapper. It's only it, it, it's it's only the folks who are buying prop money who are holding it up 
you know, you think of someone like, I mean, any rapper you could think of, and then they, they declare bankruptcy. I almost said a name, but it was too close. Um, I, I didn't want to throw anyone's personal business, but it's like anybody that has even oil money, you know, in, in, in Texas, you know, people who really have oil money for real, they wouldn't go around telling you. It's all the folks who are from poverty who have to throw it. Uh, oh, yeah, and I did this and I did that. But anybody who has real money doesn't want to tell you because you're going to ask for it as soon as they tell you. <laughs>